This Euro 2020 predictions edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Hey, everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog soccer, Sean. We got, we got there the first time. I mean, the world got shut down. We called video games uh, for a living. Uh, we've done a lot of things since we last talked soccer on the sports gambling podcast. It has been a very, very long time since we talked soccer. And uh, yeah, we got it. We got a full on Euro 2020 uh, predictions uh, preview podcast that we're going to be giving out. Of course, uh, make sure you get that app, the SGPN app. Get in on the $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Very easy to uh, do. Just hit contest, enter it, and uh, you'll get taken care of. Ryan, also. We will be reminder. We're going to be doing live streams from Stadium Swim in beautiful Hell Las yeah. Vegas next week, June fourteenth and June fifteenth. We're taking this show on the road. Before we bring on our special guest to talk Euro twenty twenty, aka soccer, aka not real football, want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor of the podcast, Win Bet. Of course, you're looking to get down on the Euros. And you should because the guests we're about to bring on kills it when it comes to soccer bets. All you got to do is head to winbet.com, W Y N N bet.com. Get started today. You'll get a special offer up to a $500 risk free sports bet. Again, you know, gambling can be tough, but you know what's not tough? A risk free offer. There's literally no risk in it, it has free in it. What more do you? It it's involves gambling. Those are my my some of my favorite things. Now I do like risking, but I also like free stuff. So I'm a little bit torn here. But get the free bet, and then you can really sweat out your bets uh, when you really start risking it all. Uh, again, win bet, generous promos, odds, and parlays. They're all happening right now over at winbet.com. Joining us on the line, the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mr. Billy Bahate. Billy, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, it's seven. Seven is the magic number here because it's seven years this month since I joined you guys and convinced to do a lot of convincing. 
get you to even put soccer on here. And seven years later, you two guys are waking up at 7 a.m. to talk to me about soccer. I can't believe I got you guys out of bed at 7 a.m. to talk about soccer. It is, yes. We're still uh, on location, going to be back in the studio. Uh, well, and then we got Vegas. So, uh, you know, little, uh, little summer travel, spread the good gospel of SGPN. And yeah, Billy was the first one. Again, I'm not going to go, you know, turn into a full uh, soccer tap, but Billy got us into at least me gambling on soccer, but more importantly, winning on soccer Kramer. It, it was the, it was the 2014 world cup, correct? It was the 2014 world cup when, uh, when we all laid scorching hot fire to the world really Billy. Yes. Uh, and and uh, it, it's, it's a long, that's a, it's a long history of talking soccer, Sean, who knew you were a, a long time soccer tout. Yes. Undercover, uh, undercover Sorry. soccer tout soccer fan, AKA now, not American football <laughs> tout. Now they actually called that the world cup 2014. Now we're dealing with this Euro 2020 <laughs> When it when it's in 2021, which I I mean, can't they just call it Euro 2021, Billy? Why are they calling it Euro 2020? Why we don't want to go back and remember 2020? It was it was kind of a shit year all around. Why we why are they sticking with Euro 2020? Because there are balls, t-shirts, keyrings, programs, everything that's been printed already. Like that, the the cost I think would be quite high to to scale back. Remove all of that stuff from the from this from the shelves and then reinstall Euro 2021 stuff. I think it's better. Like I have a 10 year old who's collecting the official sticker album and the official card collection, and it all said Euro 2020 on it. So I don't want to buy all that stuff again. So I think <laughs> I'm actually quite happy with all of the investments I made last year and that I don't have to do them again because they could have done that. If this was in America, they would have bought it all out again and made you rebuy it. (laughs) The limited edition. And then the, the Euro 2020s would, uh, the hats would end up overseas. Basically like those championship shirts they print up that they don't end up giving out to the losers. Big big fans of the bills, uh, (laughs) uh, super bowl champs and the Euro 2020s. A hundred percent. They would be like, Oh, Come on, what are you crying for? It's rare, bro. Like you got the rarest thing. You got the tournament <laughs> that didn't happen. You've got the stuff. Now the real stuff's coming out. Of course oh, it's gonna be the that. it's gonna be the hottest NFT. These these shirts for a uh, soccer tournament that didn't happen. All right, Billy, let's let's uh, get to the uh, big picture here. Why don't you Why don't you explain the format? To me, it seems pretty similar to the uh, to the World Cup itself. Correct. Twenty four teams come in. They have them in groups, and then what happens after that? A little bit different to, to how the World Cup is structured because this is very favorable to the the bigger teams this this time round. You have um, six groups with the winners of each group going through, the runners up of each group going through, and then you're going to have four third place teams going through. So essentially, you will only lose eight of the 24 teams in this group stage, and there are some poor teams that have made it through. When you're looking at the group group F, which are we calling the group of death, things could get a little bit tricky there. We may lose one of those teams, although I, I, in my my calculations, we won't. But yeah, this this is how it's going to work. So we're going to narrow it down from 24 to 16, and then we begin a proper knockout tournament format where it goes down from 16 to eight to four to two. And, and honestly, like as as we're talking about this, Sean, the college football, the Division One college football yeah. should take a look at these types of formats because. Everyone plays everyone, and then they still have a tournament at the end—a single elimination. How tournament. can they pull this how, off? How do they Ryan? figure this out? So much. Com- I mean, I think the third place team thing gets gets a little interesting. Uh, so it's essentially like a wild card, right, Billy? The top third place teams get in. 
Yeah, it's the top. It's the top four third place teams. So two two teams in third place will miss out. Now this gets very complicated because they'll go into a league table, and the best third place team will winners. The, the reward for winning a group is will get a third place team in the next round and the, and obviously there's going to be um, two teams that go through who, uh, who have to play, uh, sorry, some second place teams that have to play. So all of the first place teams will end up playing um, third place teams. And then two first place teams will play two second place teams. And then you'll have a second place team versus a second place team and a second place team versus a second place team. So that's how the, the last 16 is going to work. It sounds much more complicated than it is. The idea is, is that your reward for, for winning the group is to be seeded higher so that you play a weaker team in the last 16. In theory, that's how it's supposed to work. But when you look at group F and you look at playing a runner up from that group and a third place, uh, a third place team from that group, then it doesn't start to look like a, a major advantage at all. One thing I want to point out here, because I don't know if you guys have it in your notes, but it's very, very important. And I'm just going to sort of self cover it here at the start. For Some sure. of these teams, some of these teams are going the way this tournament is structured because it was supposed to be the big anniversary of the Euros. Um, some of these teams get home field advantage all through the group stages because um, their cities are designated hosts for the tournament. So England are one of those teams, Denmark are one of those teams, Italy are one of those teams, Germany are one of those teams. So when you're looking at the German group and you see Germany are the favorites and you're thinking, hold on a minute, France are the world champions and Portugal are the defending European champions coming in. That's why Germany are the favourites, because despite the fact they're the top-ranked team in the world, they play every game at home. And when you see England as the outright favourites to win the tournament, again, you think they're not the best team. Well, they play three games at Wembley. If they win the group, they can play the last 16 game at Wembley, and they can play the semi-final and the final at Wembley too. So that's why you're kind of the favourites here. Kind of the situation, you know, where, where the Bucks got to play the Super Bowl at home, um, this would be like having the number one seed throughout the playoffs and then playing the home game in the Super Bowl as well. That's the situation England have. Oh, well, look at that, Sean. I, and that makes me a little worried because I heard Denmark is one of those teams. And I, uh, Sean, we, of course, have Belgium uh, on the guidance of Mr. Billy Bahate. We have Belgium in the, in the, in the, uh, the futures pool. So hanging on by a thread, hopefully uh, they're plus, still favored. Yeah. They're, they're plus 600. They're, they're favored to win their group. Uh, so but they will be on the road in Denmark. So we'll see, this is going to, and well, and yeah, so to just, just to add a little bit more to that, um, there are sex some, in some groups, there are secondary home teams as well. So um, if you're a country like Russia, Russia are one of the chosen countries to, to have some games as well in that group in particular group B. And then also the England group, group D England get, England and Scotland are the home groups for that group. So England get three home games. Scotland get two home games, except when they play in England and Russia, which is a really difficult place to go because the fans are hostile. It's the furthest trip. Uh, they're kind of racist. So, um, so when you go to <laughs> Russia, you have, uh, you have two, Russia have two home games and then Denmark have three. So in order for Belgium to win that group, which they should do because they're the best team, they will have to go to Russia and to Denmark. And then when they play against I'm sorry. I just got uh, a different call for it. And when they play their, their other game there in that group, they will, where they will, they'll be playing on the road as well. So yeah, it's tough for Belgium, but for me, they're so far and away the best team in that group. 
Now this Sean, they ne- that's never part of the handicap when a team travels to to G- G- Gillette or uh, or Cleveland. <laughs> that's a long trip. They're a little it's bit racist. A baby fucking wheel, man. <laughs> the weather is the weather is horrible. Yeah, we factor in the weather, not the <laughs> not the, the, the the wind and the racism could cause a little uh, ball travel issue. <laughs> the ra- racism is good or bad for the uh, over under. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Now let's get through this, Billy. Billy, silly question, but uh, <laughs> why is why is the United States not listed here? Is it because they're not in Europe? Or because the Europeans are scared to play a real soccer team. I don't know because all the good U.S. players play in Europe now, so I I, I don't understand it. I was watching the um, the highlights of that game. I I actually made the mistake of taking boxing over soccer on Sunday night and missed one of the best games of the year instead to watch one of the worst things I've ever seen. And um, and and yeah, I I, um, I heard about that. But then when you a lot of people were surprised. But if you look at this team now, the U.S. team is really deep with um, with all these players playing across Europe with Rainer and Pulisic and uh, Weston McKenney. So yeah, this is going to be a decent U.S. team. I don't obviously know if they. I mean, they're not going to win any World Cups or whatever. But by the time they are hosting it, they could have a run in that competition. Like that, they're not far. They're not too many years away now from from hosting this World Cup. And it took a while. Like we all thought after '94. It would be ten years until we saw, you know, a, tra- a, a result of that World Cup with more players playing football. It didn't happen. USA were not a major force in the two thousands, but they look like the people are really taking the game on now. Maybe it's because they're being aimed towards it because the NFL isn't safe and you can get so many concussions now, and and people have become more snowflakey. So soccer's the safer <laughs> game to play. So well, maybe that's why. Maybe that was what we needed to do. We I, needed to scare people away from football because it's so dangerous. Well, and, then and, and they started playing this and. Instead. In this country, that's absolutely true. But I, I think on top of that, uh, Sean, I think the the biggest mistake that the Americans made was making their own league. We made this league that sucks. Yes, and it took it it took the the cycle of realizing that and getting our players to start playing overseas, as Billy said. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna get to the uh, we'll do a quick little uh, mini group previews, then then have uh, Billy help us out with some outright picks. Uh, the the group stage starts June eleventh to the twenty third. Friday, they, yeah, Friday soccer action. Then the round of sixteen, uh, June twenty fifth, quarterfinals, July twelfth, captivating in the final game, July eleventh. Kramer, what time are these games airing? Uh, West Coast time, East Coast time. What what ta- what's the uh, average? Uh, from what I can tell, the, kickoff, the opening, the, the the games in the group stages will be slotted at six a.m. 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. West Coast Pacific time. Oh, so this is if you're on the East Coast, that's like nine. Do you noon. like to bet during the day? Yeah, this is uh, lookout day baseball. <laughs> Here comes soccer. Something to tide you over until baseball. I, I mean, only. again, Sean, you're going to be watching this. You're going to be betting on it. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait for Sean to get soccer fever. <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna give out some picks for the group uh, previous. I mean, who are we kidding? Billy's gonna give out some picks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with them because honestly, I've been coming up short for years in my soccer handicapping. Luckily, had Billy uh, helping us out with the soccer picks. But if you're coming up short in the bedroom, just go see a doctor. And what's the easiest way to go see a doctor? Over at Roman, all you gotta do is go to Roman.com/sgp. Ryan, if you had trouble getting your arm up, if you couldn't raise your arm, wouldn't you go to a doctor? Yeah, of course. And if you're having the same uh, problem getting up another part of your body, you would go to a doctor. And why not 
Go to a doctor online. It's easy. It's virtual. It's discreet. Licensed healthcare professional. Uh, it, you want to take care of this. I, I shouldn't have to be selling you on how awesome erections are, but here I am. If it's not working, yeah, just talk to a doctor. All you got to do Roman.com slash SGP medications, right? For you, $15 off your first month. Again, savings and getting your erection going. What more could you want? Get Roman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Yeah. Don't try to use a coat hanger to un- <laughs> unclog that metaphorical toilet toilet. Yeah. Call a licensed professional, get a real snake in there. You know? <laughs> All right, Group A, Billy. Real quick, Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, Wales. In order of their odds, Italy minus two hundred, Switzerland plus four fifty, Turkey five fifty, Wales nine hundred. I, I assume you're gonna. It seems like Italy, pretty big favorite here. The the story, just looking at the odds, is who is going to get the uh, second place bid here, and do they have a chance to get a third place bid? Group A. It's it's difficult with this group because one thing I noticed about this group, if you look at the the, the, st- the statistical data with this group, these are all very very defensive teams. And the irony is, going into major tournaments, usually you'd be talking about Italy being that team who are very very solid in defense. That's how Italy have been built for the past fifty years. This Italy team are not like that. They they had a massive down period. Uh, Roberto Mancini's come in and he's found all of these young attacking players. In the middle of the defense, when you're looking at Benucci and Chiellini, uh, two players that everybody should should know, like big Juventus players, uh, they they still have that 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 spine at the back where they are defensively solid. But they have all of these attacking youngsters all over the pitch playing for all these top European teams. Federico Chiesa, particularly, um, is a name that people will know from Juventus. Plays with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. So this is a very different Italy team. However, what you're going to see in this group is loads of teams recognizing that they're going to go to Rome where Italy are going to play all of their home games and they're going to put their men behind the ball and it's going to be difficult for Italy to break them down. I think Italy should be coming away from this group as the winners, but not by winning every single game. So don't be surprised to see somebody hold them to a nil nil draw or a one, one draw, but essentially I think three games at home winning two out of three is going to be enough to win you this group because I don't see anybody else picking up those two wins. So yeah, they'll win the group. I think there may be a little bit more value uh, taking Italy to reach the quarterfinals of this tournament if your if your market has it. Now they don't have, have to win that quarterfinal; they just have to get there. That gets you to minus one fifty. Because remember, group winners will play runners up or third place teams. And I don't see whoever Italy get in the next group stage in the next uh, round. Sorry, the last sixteen after the group stage, I don't see Italy going out at that stage. So yeah, that that's how I would bet this as for the rest of the group individual games. And when you're looking at individual games, these will be low scoring. I don't see many overs here. So yeah, you like the, you like the unders in group a, you like Italy in group a, what can is I, the, can I throw something yeah, out sure. here? Wales to finish last plus plus <laughs> one forty. Yes, please. What do you think about that? Billy? Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's decent value because Wales are still doing the same thing that they did five years ago. Five years ago, they did well in this tournament. They got through to the semis, which surprised everybody, but they've not evolved at all. They had a better defense then, and they still play with all their men behind the ball and they're relying on Bale. Well, Bale was a key player at Real Madrid at the moment. Real Madrid loaned Bale out to Tottenham this season. 
and he was in and out of the team. Um, there's a lot of people talking about him not wanting to play football anymore. There's people talking about him being more interested in golf. I mean, he's got his handicap down. He's got his handicap down, down to two. So he's legitimately thinking about being a professional golfer. So I'm, I'm not That's sure. That's a hilarious side is. story. <laughs> one one yeah. of the guys is, is too interested in golf. That's the big thing. Handicapping <laughs> sounds a little bit like Tony Romo. Yeah. Yeah, now and, and he's one of the richest players in the world. Like his contract is ridiculous. He's on. He's he's making at least a quarter of a million a week. So it, he just he just doesn't love football anymore. He does love playing for Wales, though. There was this um, interesting like flag that was held up, and it, and he even like took it off a fan and was and took a picture with it, which said "Golf Wales Madrid" in that order. And that's why Madrid hated because <laughs> um, he hadn't been playing well, and then he went away of his country, played really well, and held up that flag. So that's why they loaned him out. One of the main reasons was because the fans were so offended by it. <laughs> that he and, likes um, golf more than their country. John, I'm telling you, you like the, you'd like the drama in soccer. Man. <laughs> As the league turns <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. So are the days of our league. Oh man. Okay. Group B. So Italy and the unders group A, that's what we're keeping an eye on group B. We got Belgium who is uh one of the odds on favorite, of course, we are riding them in our uh, FSGA futures pool. They're minus 140 to win the group, 600 to win it all. Denmark at plus 260, Russia at plus 525, Finland at 30 to 1. It sounds like, again, maybe going chalky here, Bel- uh, Belgium for Group B, uh, Billy, but does Russia, you know, y- you, you pointed out their home pitch advantage. And the fact they're sitting at five twenty-five to make the group or to win the group, do they have any chance to win this group to sneak it out or even to get into the uh, to move on to the round of sixteen? They they should move on to the round of sixteen because I think everybody here beats Finland. Finland are in a terrible position here because they're not Belgium. They're not the number one team in the world. They don't have all of the players that Belgium have. So they have to overcome being on the road every single game and not having the ability to, to cope with that as well. So for me, they're an absolute shoe in to finish bottom of this group, but you obviously going to be paying the juice there. I believe it's somewhere between minus one eight and minus 200 for them to finish bottom. So, but that, that, that for me, there's even value there at minus 200 because I think it's so cut. It's so cut. Yeah. It's so cut and dry for me that they're going to struggle here to pick up any points. They're not going to get anything. I don't think in Denmark, they're not going to get anything in Russia and they're not going to get, anything um, in that Belgian game either. So for me, that, that, that looks like a, an absolute lock as for the rest of the group. It's tough to go to, to Russia um, and it's tough to go to Denmark, but Belgium are good enough to have done that in the, in the qualifying for the tournament. So they played Denmark twice recently and beaten them both times. So I don't think Belgium will have a major issue with that. And with winning this group, seven points is going to be enough Two wins and a draw. If they do end up getting roped into a draw somewhere, Belgium should still be able to win this group in terms of talking about Belgium as an outright winner. Here's the big thing with Belgium. Now, a few years ago, there was a really, really good England team with Beckham, Gerard Lampard. Um, they had Alan Shearer, they had Michael Owen, uh, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, all of these players that, that went through and it was called the golden generation. And it was, and it was believed that this team would inevitably win something and England haven't won a major trophy since 1966. So they were really looking at this golden generation to do it, but they just couldn't click in a major tournament. They tried too hard to get all of these players in. You had Gerard and Lampard, two players that played in the same position and you tried to get them both in the team rather than sacrificing one 
and uh, finding a player to protect your defense a little bit more. Uh, even Paul Scholes, even Paul Scholes was playing in the team with this with these players. My point being is that this is Belgium's goal. This was Belgium's golden generation. We've been talking for about seven or eight years about this Belgian team winning with Hazard and De Bruyne and Lukaku and Vertonghen and Alder Wilder and all these players. The problem is, is that Alder Wilder and Vertonghen got old. The, the, the two defenders that used to be in a conversation for a world 11 are now on the wrong side of 30. Kevin De Bruyne is coming into this with a broken face from the Champions League. Eden Hazard <laughs> is on the transfer list for Real Madrid. So they bought him for a ton of money from Chelsea. He's been terrible since he's been there. He's got no confidence and now he's on the transfer list. So they want to get rid of this contract of Eden Hazard to free up money to buy more players. He has his, has his brother is in the team and he hasn't fulfilled his potential. I don't think he's as good as his brother and I don't think he will be. So this team are now relying on Lukaku. Lukaku has got better. I think he's a, a contender to be top scorer in this tournament at plus 800. Ooh, nice. and I certainly think he'll be his team's top goal scorer at plus 100. So but yeah, aside from that, sorry, go on. Oh no, no, no. So it looks like we're going to be going all in on Lukaku, uh, getting, getting, getting Belgium, carrying them, Billy real quick. When we're talking these, these group odds, it, you know, obviously it's a knockout round. Um, they, you know, they play each other once, but my question is what, it, what do they do for the tiebreakers? Is it goal differential? Uh, what's, you know, cause obviously it's easy to have a tie in soccer and I could imagine there's going to be a lot of ties. Like what's the tiebreaker in the group stage? Uh, the tiebreaker in, in the group stage will be, will be goal difference. I mean, so sometimes, sometimes that they, sometimes they use head to heads. I'm actually just going to double check that, but yeah, because, because they, the thing is, is that across loads of leagues, um, across Europe, they've been using different formats, but the usual thing to go with is goal difference rather than head to head. Yep. I mean, uh, we got to go all in on Belgium. Yeah, so this is we're all in on Belgium. Chips I, on the table. I mean, I, I I still like them. The group odds, like Billy's saying, minus one forty to win Group B. That feels like a pretty stone cold lock. What about move or anything else on uh, Group B before we hop over to Group C, Billy? Um, I I just like uh, I I like Denmark here in this group to be able to get through to the quarterfinals. Now that mm. that's that would be a quite a big price um, in your futures markets, but if they finish second here in this group and finish runners up in this group, they're going to play another second place team in the next round. And um, because this is one of those weird groups where second plays a second. And I think Denmark are, are good enough to be able to do that. But I think ultimately in the quarterfinals is where they'll, where they'll, where they'll they'll end up going out. But yeah, that that's it really from this group. Other than obviously the stone cold lock of, of Finland finishing bottom of it. I love that stone cold lock Finland. Bottoming out group C, we got Netherlands again, minus two fifty favorite. Big fan of the Dutch. Austria plus five twenty five. Ukraine plus five seventy five. And North Macedonia, a forty to one uh, long shot here to win the group. Of course, if you want in depth group uh, podcast, Billy's doing uh, entire podcast dedicated to each group covering the Euro twenty twenty, all on the soccer gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. But Billy, group C. Uh, again, Netherlands seems odds wise as, as kind of the chalk here. Uh, any other insight as far as any dog potential here with Austria, Ukraine uh, and, and who of those, if you had to pick one to move on either Austria, or Ukraine, what's your best bet? Uh, this, this podcast, this group C preview that I did yesterday hasn't been out too long. But I actually got like some comments about it. People found it particularly funny that I labeled this group the 
NFC East of the tournament because it doesn't matter. Um, oh, come on. Um, I think, and, and I also, I also mentioned that because if, um, if, if you have a wife, girlfriend, children, and they're sick of you sitting there watching every single game of this tournament, these games in this group allow you to get out and appease those responsibilities that you have because you don't need to watch every game in this group at all. Uh, because it's going to be very, very rough watching who comes second in this group. Now, Holland, the Netherlands, aren't a particularly strong team going into this tournament. They've got injuries. They've got a really, really weak manager here in Frank de Boer, who, who only got the job because Koeman went and took the Barcelona job. So they were scrapping around and they needed to get somebody in who was available to fill in for this tournament. And that ended up being Frank de Boer. Now, despite that fact, they've been handed an absolute gift of a draw. Here's all the variables that go into this. They play every single game in Amsterdam in this group. So it's three home games against three relatively weak teams who aren't going to do too much in the tournament. Ukraine have been decent in the last couple of years. They're managed by Andrei Shevchenko, who's an ex-Ukrainian legend. But he, he can't work miracles, and he hasn't been able to get this team to play on the road. They are essentially playing all the road games here in this one. Uh, Austria, again, they, they had a period where they looked like they were massively improving, but they've not really built on that, have, a bit, have had a bit of a rough couple of years. And North Macedonia, it's a miracle that they, they even got here. Like Their expected goals for and against was nearly double going against them, and they still managed to get here to this tournament. So wow. Holland should get through here comfortably. They then get a third place team in the last 16. They then get a, the, a, a team who is finished second in the group in the quarterfinals. So the, the winners are the, the runners up, sorry, of group A and the runners up of group B are going to play in the first quarter, uh, the first last 16 game for a place in the quarterfinals. The winners of that game will, will go on and play Holland. So Holland are looking like if it all works out accordingly, if Italy win the group, and Belgium win the group and Holland managed to avoid them. And they end up playing one of the runners up from that group in the quarterfinal. This team, despite having a poor manager and missing their best player in Virgil van Dijk, and they've also lost uh, Donny van der Beek of Man United, have got such an easy draw with three games in Holland and two easy knockout games against a third place team and potentially against a runner up that they could end up in the semifinals, which is knocking out around at two, uh, plus 250 at the moment. So it's really interesting there. And if that does end up coming to fruition, their striker, Memphis Depay, at 20 to 1, is a really good bet to have a little bit of money on to be the top scorer in this tournament because he gets to play against easy, easy, easy games at home in the group stages of the tournament. And then he gets to go through to a semifinals. I think once when you're looking for a top goal scorer here, you're looking for someone that's going to play a majority of the tournament because more games creates more chances to score. So it's difficult for me to, to lean and talk about anybody else in the group. I would lean towards Austria finishing second because they have more of an ability to go away from their home ground and, and, and play. Whereas UK, Ukraine results are very, very home heavy. Like you go to Ukraine, you go and face that hostile crowd in Ukraine. You're not, you're not really going to come away with a good result. But Ukraine traveling, that's a different proposition. And they're traveling every game here. Yeah. And, and last thing I'll throw out there, Netherlands to uh, let up under three and a half goals during the, the group stage is plus one fifty right now. Well, and and Billy, quick question here uh, on some of these these group stage games. Let's say Netherlands they get the first two wins, essentially maybe locking it up, depending on how the rest of the group shakes out. But let's say they lock it up 
going into that third game, is there a chance do we see some teams maybe resting yeah. their starters in some of these uh these group stages? Yeah, I mean, it's you have to look ahead as to what, what how that's going to work because the Netherlands start against Ukraine and their second game is against Austria. So the third game is going to be against North Macedonia. Now, if you've already beaten your two closest rivals in the group and you're coming up against North Macedonia, you will rotate. But a rotated Dutch squad is good enough to beat an elite level, you know, the first team of of North Macedonia. So that may be the the issue that you come up against. But yeah, there'll definitely be rotation. There'll be more rotation as we move forward because there's another group like this when we come around and start talking about Spain. But yeah, that that's definitely something to look out for. So for those of you that are looking to lay down maximum, you know, bets on teams to take maximum points, just be a little bit wary of that. This is a long tournament. They all have 26 players in their squad and they will start to switch people around. Yeah, no, interesting nugget and great reason of course to check in with Billy and the and the Europods cuz I'm sure you're going to be hitting on all the uh the games as they uh, you know, as they shape out and and getting in on some yeah, I mean, a, a situation like Netherlands not playing their starters against North Macedonia, maybe maybe you see some uh line value there, no. Ryan. I mean, I assume it's just cavemen running around North Macedonia. <laughs> so, no value. Ryan, you know where you can find some value all mm. the time over at propswap.com. Use that promo code SGP for a sweet sweet deposit bonus up to $500 in bonus cash. Don't worry, they got the euros. I'm looking, they got some euro tickets available right now over at propswap.com. And and of course, propswap.com presenting sponsor of this week's edition of Real Man of Degens. SGPN presents Real Men of Degens. Real Men of Degens. We salute you, Kevin Durant. That's right, Kevin Durant, a uh, <laughs> is nominated for the Real Men of Degens award because Kevin Durant allegedly took a backup date to dinner with adult film star Lana Rhodes. That's right, the ultimate hedge. He was worried about maybe being able to close the deal with Lana Rhodes. Who knows? Don't really know why you would bring another date on a date with Lana Rhodes, but according to her, again, she alleged she didn't say who it was. She just said he was a Libra who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, and apparently that is Kai or sorry, Kevin Durant. So we salute you, Kevin Durant. For bringing a backup date on your date with I mean, adult if, film star Lana Rhodes. If you're ever gonna get a threesome worked out, it's gonna be with a porn star. So maybe that's what he was thinking. True DJ move there. Well Hashtag done. Well done. He's, he's searching for but value there. I'm trying to try. Oh man, there's some really good jokes there about him trying to join another super team. <laughs> the, the new big three: he, he, Kevin Durant, Lana Rhodes, and his backup yeah, date. He was worried that only two wasn't enough to close the deal, so he needed a third. He needed a third star to uh yeah oh, to man. lock it down. Obviously, make sure you check out propswap.com. Use the promo code SGP, but they got France to win the Euro, Croatia, Spain, uh Netherlands, Germany, England, Italy, Portugal, wow. all available. You can buy real money sports tickets over at propswap.com. And again, you don't like that price, give them a lower bid. Play hardball. Get that get that best available price, find that value. And then again, if you have a ticket, you're looking to sell, uh, you have one of these Euro 2020 tickets, they're moving, you know, they move on to the quarterfinals. You want to hedge out perfect uh, place over at propswap.com group D 
England, Croatia, Czech Republic, Scotland, England minus two fifteen, Croatia plus three hundred, Czech Republic nine hundred, Scotland thirteen to one, England of course in the mix to win it all at plus five fifty. Billy, is the entire does the entire country of England root for England in Euro twenty twenty, or is or, or like maybe some of their local clubs have these foreigners and they end up rooting for whatever no. team they are in Euros? Is it is England all no. in on England Euro twenty twenty? It's so weird at the moment what's going on with with England. England's like very political place at the moment in terms of um, what's going on with these vaccines and what's going on with Black Lives Matter and everything. We're we're booing our own players when they take the knee Jeez. because they don't <laughs> they don't want them to to be doing that. Now the the manager Gareth manager Gareth Southgate has released a long statement of how about how we're adamant on doing that. The other thing they've done today is they've released at the last second that um, you must have a vaccine passport in order to get into the ground or a COVID test done two days before it to, to be negative. So people are not happy about that either. I'm generally not happy because I actually had tickets to these games and they reduced the capacity. And for a random ballot, they uh, decided to refund some people. Oh, that's and, then, and, and then are still selling £2,000 hospitality <laughs> tickets for, oh, for people to have a meal before the game. So there's so much hostility here at the moment. And you have to think that some of the people that are booing, some of the people in the stands are not booing. So the hostility begins immediately in the crowds. So there's there's some people that are booing and some people that are not booing. So they're <laughs> divided with their own players and they are divided with their own supporters. So that is a problem going in. And it's a shame because the market tells you alone, this is England's best chance of winning a major tournament. But we're going into it with these political issues with with COVID and Black Lives Matter. And the, and the most important issues that we're dealing with on the pitch is the fact that the way this manager has approached things. Now, granted, Chelsea and Man City got to the Champions League final. Man United got to the Europa League final. So he didn't want to play those players for the first game. However, what he did was is he picked a squad of 33 when we should have a 26-man squad. And instead of sending those players home, he gave them game time in the last two friendlies. Now, I looked at France yesterday, and Deschamps put out his team. So I thought he was going to rest players, but no, he made one change and made a tiny tweak and played the same team. So this is a manager that knows exactly what he's going to do with his team and who's going to play. Do you know, do you know the England team? There's a special on the England team where you can try and guess what the first 11 is. The wow. shortest price is plus 1400 wow. and it goes all the way up to 5,000 to one. So, so basically this little combination, yeah, this so, little combination of players. Sorry, go on. Sean. No, no, no. So basically you're saying the fact that England doesn't really know what their lineup is. They almost have an identity crisis and the, and you think that's going to hurt them, right? Is that, it sounds like oh. what you're getting at, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Like he, he didn't practice. He didn't prepare with this team at all. He ended up playing these, these fringe players and, and players from the team did feature across the two games, but we don't know what the team is. And with Harry Maguire of Manchester United injured, who was our main defender, we don't know if we're going to go with three at the back to offer the other two defenders more protection. So that would be a three, five, two, or we could have a three, four, three, which would mean that we have one less midfielder and drop the and drop the wingbacks and give the wingbacks more responsibility. We don't know if we're going to go four three three, which would be the usual England formation if Maguire plays, and whether we're just going to trust 
another defender to be as capable as Maguire. We don't know it because we didn't practice it. We don't know if we're going to go with Sterling and Rashford, who have been our traditional wingers, or whether we're going to reward Grealish and, Foley, Fo, uh, and Phil Foden for the unbelievable seasons they've had where they've been better than Rashford and Sterling. We don't know because we haven't even tried it. So it's just this team is a complete lottery when it goes out and plays their first game of the weekend. So that's the issue that we're going to have. The lucky thing is the group is pretty easy. The first game is the hardest game. And if we come away with a point in that game, it's not a major disaster. Croatia did knock us out of the World Cup last time. So there is a revenge element to it. But I would be thinking a little bit bigger than that. Like, And England traditionally don't perform well in the first game. And we've not put ourselves in a position to perform well. So you have politics going on on the outside, um, a, a, a disagreement between the supporters, a lack of like coercion in terms of knowing what the team is and a couple of injuries that, that we don't know when those players are going to get better. Plus, you know, I'm not overly sold on this manager. So there's lots of reasons here not to, not to play England uh, to do, to do too well in this tournament. I think obviously the group will be fine. There's also a weird narrative out there. I don't know if you guys are aware of this one coming second in this group is better than coming first. And yeah, I, I saw that. You, I saw that. Yeah, Group D. You could, you could essentially help your draw there. What's the What's the logic behind it? So, winning this group gives you the runner-up of Group F, which is the world champions France, Germany, who are obviously formidable force, even if they're not at their best at the moment, and Portugal, the defending champions. I don't like England in any of these games, especially with the turmoil and the situation going in. So even though we will get to play at Wembley stadium, winning this group means we stay at Wembley, not winning this group and finishing second means we go out to Copenhagen for the second game. But I would prefer to go out to Copenhagen and play another second place team and try and get through the draw in that way. There's another mentality here where you can turn around and, and this is the cliche. You know how Bill Belichick and all these sports people, a majority of them always give the, the boring interview. Oh, give it, we got to give it 110% and we'll see where we end up. Like, you know, that, that kind of leave shit. it all in the pitch. So, yeah. Like the, the, the sports interviews that we always hear and the, and the cliche will be in order to win a tournament, you have to play every, you have to beat everybody at some point. So that's what they, that's the, 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 the line that's going to be chucked out here as to why England don't somehow try and find a way to finish in second place. And perhaps, perhaps, they are looking at second place here and which is why they haven't experimented with the actual team mm. up until this point. And we may see some continuous experimentation in the group, but I mean, that would be disrespectful to Czech Republic and Scotland, but with all due respect to them, I don't see how whoever England put out against them, how the Czechs and the Scots do anything against England. So, so England should move on to the, uh, you know, past the group stage to the round of 16, but where they're seated and, and kind of how they look in the group stage really determines in your mind, whether they can actually make a run or they get knocked out early. Is there like, what's England not to, to move on past the group stage? Is that, what would that be priced at? Like 10 to one? To not advance, yeah. that would be that would be, that would be priced at a country rioting. But I think that um, <laughs> so no no value there in like fading them. To I mean, I think the angle that we're hearing is you take Croatia to get to the quarterfinal, maybe. Oh, okay, or, or something like that, where they, they're going to come out or if, Croatia to win the group at plus three hundred. And I think you can get Croatia to advance to the quarterfinal for a similar price. So may, maybe that's the angle, and just you know, if they come in second, maybe they do have the, the better draw in the knockout round. 
Um, yeah, the, uh, the only way I see that happening is if England actively don't try and win this group or we start seeing like a heavy rotation here. But like I said, I think they're going to feel like they can beat anybody in this tournament. They're going to feel like they're going to want to stay in their training ground and stay in their hotel and, and yeah. have the home comforts or being at Wembley. So I don't think they're going to take that approach. And if this was a, any more of a difficult draw with this turmoil going in, I think England would have more difficulty winning this group. But I still think that England will win this group. I think they they may draw the first game, but I think they'll win those two games. I think for me, it'll all go down to goal difference. And that's why there is heavy value in, in Croatia at three to one because of the, the goal difference factor. But other than, other than that, I think the dual forecast here of um, there's a dual forecast bet. And these two teams can finish in any order. It's minus 120 on England and Croatia to be the top two in this group. I think for me, that is a, a relative certainty here in this one. And yeah, just that, that to, feels just, pretty lucky. And just to wrap it up, the England, an England, Croatia draw would be plus 270 for that match. Oh, okay. For the match yeah. itself. And if you if you want if you want to be a little bit um a little bit more like safer, you can take Croatia Croatia plus one, which means that Croatia can lose that game by one goal, and you'll get yourself a push. So you need Croatia to avoid the defeat to get the payout. But the but if Croatia just lose by a single goal, you can get a push. It's Croatia plus one. People get that confused with Croatia plus zero point five. That means they actually need to avoid a defeat in this game. But a plus one gives you the push if they only lose by a single goal. So that that's Asian that's Asian handicap. I, I was going to say if, if if anyone is listening and their and their book offers the Asian handicap, uh, definitely like do some research, please. Yeah, it's 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 not the hardest concept. It's also not the simplest concept. But you know, it doesn't hurt to Google something, guys. Kramer, do we still have Soccer in Twenty, Soccer in Twenty Part Two on the feed somewhere? Because uh, I remember yeah. I did all these these tutorials. Oh, that's a great, great point. I'll, uh, I'll make sure we, we rerun that on the soccer gambling podcast. So people can get updated on the, uh, the how to of not, not getting pissed off when you lose your bet when you won. Yeah, exactly. The, the Asian <laughs> handicapping is a little complicated. All right, moving on to group E Spain, big favorite minus two eighty. Sweden at plus six fifty. Poland at seven uh, to one Slovakia, 17 to one to win the group uh, Spain, nine to one to win it all. And then Sweden, Poland, Slovakia, all super long shots. Any, it seems like Spain's group to lose here, right? Billy? Yeah, really, really easy group. Uh, Louis Enrique, former Barcelona player, made a very political move here by not taking any Real Madrid players. Now, I'm sure the the whole, I almost said country, Barcelona see themselves as a, as a country. No, they don't see themselves as being a part of Spain. It's a whole <laughs> weird political thing. But yeah, I'm sure the whole city of Barcelona were laughing at this and loving this and loving Enrique for doing this. But he has left a couple of good Madrid players at home, including Sergio Ramos, who did was having a few injury issues, but I can't believe they, they didn't take him here. So that's really interesting here in this group. But even regardless of that, that whole thing going on, they still have a group of players here that should breeze past this group. This is very much like the, the Holland group where it's very difficult to see past Spain. It would have to be an absolute disaster for Spain not to win. Um, they've been given a statistical chance of 2% of being eliminated in the group stage. And I think that's the strongest in the whole tournament wow, of, then, um, for a team to go then, out. Then even at minus two eighty, that feels insane uh, that it's, that's not higher um, for them to win the group. Right. Kramer. I mean, what if, 
if Billy's saying their their advanced analytics are saying two percent, not I, they, oh well, I guess they could get second, three. yeah, or third, oh, and, third and, and you have the element of just just be careful laying these. I don't know. I I, I always it's like you, you, then you watch that first game and it's like oh they draw they they drew with whoever they're playing first. Fuck, now I got to sweat this. Yeah, but I mean. I guess you could lay two eighty. If, if that's not really the fun way to play it, though, is it? Is yeah, it, Sean. No, it's 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 not the most fun option there. Maybe take a little sprinkle on on nine to one for them to win it all. Billy, the most important question, and it determines how much of this Euro twenty twenty I will watch. Are they allowing Vuvuzelas in the <laughs> in the uh, crowd? Uh, um, I, I haven't seen. I haven't heard the Vuvuzelas in South Africa because I think. It ended up. It ended up coming through to a um, a few grounds. It ended up going to a few grounds, but it wasn't too popular. And I think uh, quickly after 2010, I think that faded away. So I don't, I don't think. It, it <laughs> I don't know. Why, I don't know around. why that always stuck in my head. I feel like if you showed noise. up to one of, with, to a game in England for one of those, someone would just punch you. Yeah. Right. And take it and break it and shove you in a lock. No need. No need for that in the game. All right. Final group. Group F, aka Group of Death. France uh, plus Wait, one. Hold on, can we still say Group of Death? Yeah, it, it's it's 2021, guys. I, someone might get offended by this. We don't mean we want France, Germany, Portugal, <laughs> and Hungary to die. The final, Go ahead. the final comment I wanted to make about Group E was Spain are one of the teams that have the home games. That that's yeah. that's the last thing I want to say. They play their games in, in Spain, so yeah. So maybe that's the move. Parlay a couple of these heavy. Group yeah, like together. Uh, yeah, Spain and Netherlands to win it all as a parlay. That seems like a pretty solid option. Group of F or uh, Group of Death, <laughs> France plus one fifty, Germany plus one sixty five, Portugal three to one, Hungary forty to one, and then France one of the uh, odds on or the odds on favorite to win it all at five to one, Germany nine to one. Portugal eight to one to win it all. So interesting difference there. Portugal three to one to win the group, but eight to one to win it all. Where Germany plus one sixty five to win the group, nine to one to win it all. Billy, this looks to be the most competitive uh, group. Let's first mm-hmm. just assume Hungary has no business being here and cross <laughs> them off. Absolutely, yeah, and that is actually one of my favorite bets of the of the tournament here. Um, Hungary to lose all of their group games, which is available at around plus 160. Oh, wow. So you can, I, I cannot see any position where any of these teams are suddenly resting players against Hungary because it's going to be such a competitive group in terms of trying to, to win it or trying to make sure that you even get into third place that everybody's going to need to win their game against Hungary. And if Portugal and Germany and France are trying to beat Hungary, they will beat Hungary. So it, it, it's, it seems like a very easy plus money parlay to take on. And you can get that. You can get that by betting the teams individually, or you can get that by simply betting them Hungary to lose all of their games. Depends what your book has got. I get a lot of people with, especially with my service that, that say my book doesn't have this. My book doesn't have that. And then you say, Oh, you know, what book do you have? Like, so, and they turn around and say, I have this one book. Um, it's very difficult for you to bet this sport with one book because you can't even match pro- play prices off against each other, let alone have all the markets. I mean, if, if your group, if your book is not carrying stuff like I hear people saying, I don't have both teams to score. I don't have teams to win to nil, which is winning with it with a clean sheet that that's not a good, 
sports book for for soccer. So you you do need to find around and get and get a book. Uh, my responsibility is not to know what your book carries. Your responsibility is to go well, and find a book that has the bets that I give you. And I'll say this: I think the American books have gotten much better at offering basically everything we've talked about. Uh, pretty available onshore now, so no real excuse to to not have that. Uh, hungry. Oh, to- there's a there's a there's a there's a play in American books that I love that I can't get here. Um, it's called uh, it's Team Total, and we only price it up on the on the half line, so over one and a half or over two and a half. But sometimes I like to take the over two with the push option, and we yeah. don't offer it, and you guys do. So yeah, there has been some evolution there for sure. Two things I'll say about if you want to fade hungry, you can also fade them by saying they will be the team to give up the most goals. That's plus four hundred. Uh, also you could take the over six and a half goals conceded plus 100 for, uh, for hungry. So do you have them to score under one and a half goals? I'll pull that up while uh, Sean's giving his handicap of the group. <laughs> well, what, what about the top half? We, we spent a nice chunk of time shitting on Hungary, but what about France, Germany, Portugal? It seems like all three are, are going to move on because uh, we're expecting a very competitive third place, but there's certainly a world where, well, doesn't that make it harder for the third place? Yeah, team that's though? what I'm saying. I, I don't know, Billy, who are the, uh, who are the two teams you think move on from here? Yeah, it's it's. I think it doesn't make it harder for the third place because the maths of, the maths behind four teams going through in third place means that one win should be enough. Because if you're looking at other groups and if you're looking at someone being a a, a whooping boy, but if the whooping boy is not completely clear cut, let's let's use a real example to sort of make this clearer. If England and Croatia win all their games and Scotland and the Czechs end up drawing each other. Then you have two teams in third and fourth who just have one point, and that that's a very poor poor result for a third place team to only have one point from their games. If you're looking at either Portugal, Germany, or France having a guaranteed win, and then perhaps drawing one of the games against the other two. So, for example, let's say it's Portugal. Let's say they lose to France and draw against Germany, or vice versa. Four points will definitely be a good enough tally to get you through in third. So, unless a Portugal or a France or a Germany only beat Hungary and then lose both of the other two games that might put them in a difficult position, but even three points might get you through, especially if you've absolutely pulverized Hungary and another team in another group who have finished in third have just got three points and they've got a minus goal, goal, goal differential and you've managed to pound Hungary, uh, then you still might be able to get through. So I can't see many scenarios where a third place team don't go through here. My, one of my strongest bets for this tournament, and it's again another one where you may not be able to find it. We're offering a market on which group will provide the winning, the winner of this tournament. And Group F is the clear favourite because it's only priced up at plus one sixty. But for me, there's there's value there. I I can't see past. I mean, I don't particularly like Germany, but I can't see past Portugal retaining it or France winning it with that squad. They're already the world champions. Uh, they've added Karen Benzema, who was um, involved in an underage sex scandal, but the manager decided to forgive that because he's playing so well for Madrid and he's going back into the squad. Now oh, you have Lord. Benzema and Mbappe that and Griezmann. That is a disgusting act. <laughs> 
Uh, you have uh, Kante and Pogba in your midfield as well. Rabio in your midfield. Um, centre-back with Varane and Kimpembe, if that's a Kimpembe plays. If not, you've got Longley at Barcelona. You've got unbelievable fullbacks here with Luca Dina and Hernandez and Pavard and, and Loris in goal, I think would be the only weakness. But this squad is so strong. It's the best squad in the world by a mile. And even though Germany have all the home games, this is the best squad in the tournament. And Portugal, Portugal have won everything they've played in the last few years. They're, remember, they're coming into this as the holders and they won this with a much worse team than they have now. And they also won the Nations League. Now, the Nations League, you know, did, wasn't isn't considered a majorly important tournament and they're trying to make it seem important now um, that they're trying their best to. And you can't tell an American this week, actually, that the Nation's League is not that important because they've just obviously won yeah, that we the just, weekend. Come yeah, on, come on. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Every every tournament, every tournament this team have played in, they've won since two, since back in since, since back in 2016, other than obviously the, um, the, the World Cup. But every time they've been in an all-European tournament, Portugal have managed to win it. So it's difficult for me to, to look past France and Portugal and make a case for, for anybody else. I think the only other team who have a strong chance would be England if they can sort out their um, sort out their political issues and if they can win a home game in the last 16 against the runner-up in this group. The team that I, I really fancy England to be in this group would be the Germans because Germany coming to Wembley with that defense and the pace and the creativity of a Grealish, Foden, Sterling, Rashford, Kane, whoever England decides to play, any three of those five, it's going to be really difficult for Germany to stop England. But Portugal and France, they will be able to stop them. They'll be able to be so well organized. And they, they look, they're tournament, they're tournament winners, both of them, like France and Portugal between them have won every major tournament in the last five years. So I can't see past that just continuing here. I yeah. really just can't. I'll be surprised if it does. And and just to to put a bow on that, plus five fifty, plus one fifty over here as well for the group uh, F winner to win the to to raise the trophy. Sean also, uh, Billy asked earlier about the hungry. Uh, we we said they they are over under six and a half to concede or for the conceding, but they are over under two and a half on the scoring side. Billy, I assume you like the under there. I actually got it at one and a half at plus oh. money. So what's your two and a half Ooh. price? I think it was it was you know one ten each way. So there we go. Wow, that's that's so good because <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be teams that shut them out completely. I mean, Republic of Ireland, the Republic of Ireland shut them out yesterday in a nil nil draw. So this team are not free scoring at all. That, that, Sorry, minus one fifty. Minus one fifty. Well, still, yeah. I still think it's it's really really good. Yeah, I would take that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's close it down with a nice little lock dog, maybe something spicy. I like this new something spicy. We well, need a new sound drop. For yeah, it. We, we spicy. <laughs> and I think Patrick Fisher sp- sent in a spicy sound drop, oh, so that could yes. be coming. Stay tuned. All right, here's what I'm thinking for my lock. Bold uh, for you to lead off. I like that. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not you afraid to copy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I want to make it clear that these are my picks from listening to Billy and doing. Uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of research for my lock. <laughs> give me Spain and Netherlands group winners parlay those together. Oh, very nice shot. for my dog. This is a uh, eight to one shot Lukaku uh, to be the top goal scorer. Oh, kind of riding Belgium, our baby. Belgium, uh, Belgium play here for something spicy. 
I love uh, I love just finding a team to fade, aka the the Kansas of uh, oh. of the Euros, aka fading Hungary. They're they're calling them the UMass uh, this year. Hungary to lose all games, uh, whatever price Billy gave it out at. I I, I love that, and that one's uh, pretty fun. Now I got to find where to get down on this, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it and, and feel pretty good. Kramer, what are you doing here? Lock dog, something spicy. Uh, I mean, I think uh, to start this off, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lock up in the the first group we talked about. I'm gonna lock up Wales to finish last plus okay. one twenty. Uh, I'm gonna for a dog. What did you do for the dog? You gave out a. Prop. I gave out Lukaku. Uh, you know what? I will. Uh, I'll do the hungry one that we just discussed. Which is hungry to to uh, under two and a half goals? No, h- hungry, uh, and now I'm I'm losing it. But hungry to be lose the, all the group games. Oh, lose a- no to be the lowest scoring team. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Hungry to concede the most goals plus yeah. 400, and then for something spicy, Sean, I'm going to stand back on the table. I'm going to say, I hear you, Billy. That group of death looks really good, but give me Belgium. Plus six hundred, and we raise the crown <laughs> in the FSGA Futures Championship. Yes, and of course Belgium is my pick to win it all. Just gonna ride with oh. them at, at six to one as well. Not my official spicy play, Billy. What do you got? <laughs> Lock dog, and uh, who do you you know? Something spicy, something some fun prop something here. Spicy. Sure. Just to let you guys know, I've on my show I've given a lockout every day. So there's a lockout every single day for every single group. Multi locks. So, yeah. um, so I'm I'm just gonna stick with the the lock that I gave out from the outright show, which is the which is group F to provide the the winner of the tournament. Mm. I know I could have taken this as a dog. Um and and you know, there, there's a lock here where Finland finished bottom of their group, but it's it's minus one. It's minus two hundred or minus one eighty. I, I don't come on the show with you guys my, very often, and I don't want people to say, "Oh, you came on." No, we were told you that doesn't whatever. count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think that I'm going to stick my neck out and go for Group F to provide the winner of the tournament. So that will give you Germany, uh, Germany, Portugal, and France, and Hungary as well. Um, so anyone from Group F can can win this tournament. Um, my dog here will be for. Take take Memphis to Memphis to pie at nine to four. He plays for Holland to be Holland's top goal scorer. So you can also take a little bit on him to be the tournament's top goal scorer at twenty to one. But I definitely think he'll be his team's top goal scorer. He's in really good form coming into the tournament. And if they do want to get through to this semifinal, which looks like they can get there on paper, then I would take Memphis to pie here to to be the top scorer for Holland. As for your your parlay. Did anybody take Hungary to lose all those group games or, or not? Yeah, I, or, I did. I, I liked your angle on it, but feel free to co-sign my pick there. Let's <laughs> um, well, let's 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 go with something. Let's go with a different combination of of, of group winners. Um, it's it's difficult for me to see Italy not not winning their group as well. Um, so I'm doing this like on the fly here and then, and then basically just then taking, um, then, then taking Spain as well, because I think we're heavy on, we're heavy on the Dutch and other things. So yeah, I think if you combine Italy and Spain, they're, they're all playing their games in Spain and Italy as well. I think that's just as good as taking the combo of, um, of, of, um, of Holland and Spain, but you can, you can round Robin this. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but you can base, I mean, you guys do, but I mean, the listeners, you can take these three teams to win their group and, if two of them win and one of them messes it up for you, you still, you get the winner of one parlay out of the three. 
So you could essentially break even. It, there's not that reliance there of a three-team parlay by round robbing by round robbing the free selections. And if you're so a real, you that. if you're a real DJ, you might as well just go go a uh, five five teamer round robin: Spain, England, Netherlands, Belgium, and Italy. Right? Hashtag what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> And just Bill, ro- run it all the way down. Billy, do you have your uh, do you have your official uh, winner of the uh, of the of the total Euro twenty twenties? Oh, it's, it's difficult because I think from the revenge factor, if if Portugal and France can get separated, and they can end up meeting in the final, I, I like France to get that win back from five years ago. It's so weird saying five years ago because we're supposed to have Olympics yeah. and World Cups and Euros every four years, and now. We're doing this whole five-year thing, but yeah, I think I think France is so difficult to look past it. It's chalky as well because they're second favourites in the market and they're the world champions and, and everything. But they're just so good from top to bottom. Like looking at all of their individual players, these players win Champions Leagues and leagues and everything across across the across Europe for their clubs, and then they come here and all pay to and all play together. And it's, it's difficult to find a reason or find a team that that end up knocking France out of this tournament. So now I've said that they'll they'll go out in the group stage they'll they'll lose to Germany and Portugal and and they'll find a way to uh, to not beat Hungary but yeah on, on paper it's really difficult to look past France because they're, they're head and shoulders above and when you're talking about head and shoulders above it's really difficult time to do that because these European teams are so solid I was talking to Kramer privately just a few weeks ago and saying how important this tournament was because. The world rankings tell you that all of these teams, other than Brazil and Argentina, occupy all the places in the top 10. So this is as, almost as good as a World Cup minus two teams. And I don't think even those two teams in a year's time when we go to Qatar crazily for that World Cup that's going to happen in the winter next year, um, I, I don't think they're really a force. Brazil and Argentina, I don't see them as a force. I think the teams here who are favored here are going to be favored there as well. So that's why I think it's so significant. Well, Billy, appreciate it. You did the impossible. You got me jacked up for soccer. Going to be watching some Euro 2020. Obviously, make sure if you guys haven't already, I don't know what you're doing. Subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the app. Get your uh, NBA free roll contest pick into the app. That closes up. Coming up soon. So end of next week we're gonna be locking it. So make sure you get your picks in there. Kramer, anything else? No. Just best of luck to us in uh in the futures contest with Bill. Best of luck to us in the futures contest. Get those app reviews in for a uh, merch Monday. And as always, thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Special shout out to Gio Rania, son of former and also Jersey legend Claudia Rania still has the all-time scoring for high school in New Jersey. That's all I got, Sean. Sorry, Kramer. <laughs> Let it ride.